It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available on iHeartRadio every morning and also on Spotify and Apple and wherever you get your good podcast from. Well, it's a Wednesday morning, the second day of November for 2022, the day after the dreaded rate rise, which saw the RBA delivering a 25 base basis points rise, which takes the cash rate to 2.85%. Most people were picking the rise. Only Westpac economists got that one wrong, who went out on a ledge predicting 50 basis points. No doubt more number crunching within the household expenditure as we eye up the Christmas break next month. And it sounds a little scary when you say next month, but that is it, next month. It is December the 25th. It is converging on us. And coming up this morning, we are talking about new builds nationally. There is a lot of construction going on around the country, and some people are experiencing pain with blowouts with the material costs soaring. And we will be talking to Carlos Cacho, who is back in again very shortly about the economic pain of building in 2023 as we look towards next year. And we'll also look at the labour market and jobs growth and look at the great resignation as people are leaving jobs around the country for better paying salaries. How bad is that compared to America? Because of course, that is a real thing, the great resignation in America that is going on. And you can't blame Aussies for looking for better paying jobs, particularly to keep up with mortgage payments. We are just as addicted to property as you are. Every weekday morning from 6.30. If you've got a question that needs answering, you can email us at myrealestatepodcast at gmail.com. Well, the RBA continues to try and slow down the economic growth. Uh, Don't forget, as I mentioned yesterday, about the lag effect of these rate rises, which now totals seven rises because the rises aren't felt for months after So in February for 2023, it is going to look much different to where we are right now in November. How much different? We'll have to wait and see. So if there is this potential consumer spending, which will take place over the Christmas New Year period, it could very well undo things. We'll have to wait to see what consumer behaviour looks like the other side of Christmas. Well, it is the second day of November. If you're celebrating your birthday today, David Swimmer is turning 55 from Friends. The rapper Nelly is 47. And also on this day in the history books, back to 1982, Ronald Reagan signs a bill to create Martin Luther King Jr. Day. On this day, it's observed in the United States every day on the third Monday of January to commemorate his life. We talk with with leading property commentators with analysis, predictions, forecasts, and what's trending every morning from 6:30. It's the main center forecast with PRD. 
selling smarter every day. And let's head around Australia and check on your weather on this Wednesday morning. First to Sydney. Good morning to you. Expecting blue skies and sunshine with 21 degrees. In Melbourne, expecting one or two showers. The temperature down just to 14 today. In Brisbane, expecting blue skies with 24. And in Perth today, partly cloudy, but it should be mainly dry. Your high of 27 degrees. It's your weekday real estate breakfast with news, interviews and predictions every morning on the Real Estate Podcast. Well, let's uh, welcome back Carlos Cacho from Jarden. He is the Chief Economist for Equity Research. And good morning to you, Carlos. Welcome back to the Real Estate Breakfast. Good morning. Thanks for having me back. And what about new builds? We know the cost has gone up. Still a lot of construction going on out there in the economy. Is there any slowdown coming in 2023 around new dwellings being built? Yeah, the, the demand side of new dwellings is still um, very much lag, you know, strength there. We know construction costs are up over 20%. There's a record number of houses under construction nationally. Um, the pipeline of work under construction is is just massive. If, if it were to stop now, it's, the industry would still have work to keep them going for almost a year. And so um, we do expect that, you know, new approvals or new dwellings kind of being purchased are going to fall, but it's not really going to impact the work being done on the ground until probably the middle of next year. That's just that much pent-up work due to the combination of supply chain issues, uh, strong demand, and now the weather. You know, I speak to some builders who they lost, you know, almost half of their working days in the last quarter. That's naturally going to lead to delays. We're starting to see the early signs of that that moderation in demand for new housing. We've seen some companies come out recently and, and note a decrease in sales and interest. And we've seen indicators like HIA's new home sales uh, index has also shown a moderation in in new dwelling sales for for house and land packages. So we're definitely seeing the early signs, but we're still going to see a a very, a lot of activity going on on the ground for the next uh, nine to 12 months, just given that that pent up demand that's still flowing through the system. Yeah, the labour market is still powering on. What do you think any slowdown on the economic front will mean for wages next year in 2023? Yeah, for now, the labour market remains still incredibly tight. Unemployment's at a 50-year low. Most measures of, of labour vacancies and job ads remain um, at you know, near record levels. But we have seen a little bit of a softening recently. In the last month or two, we've seen a couple of the leading indicators. We look at things like seek job ads and internet job vacancies starting to, to moderate. Um, still very, very high, but, but coming down a little bit. And last week, we did see the unemployment rate, sorry, the growth in, um, in employment employment was, was quite a bit softer than expected. So we do think we're maybe at that peak of, of labour market tightness. Going forward, we do expect unemployment to drift up a little bit. So it's at three and a half at the moment. We see that getting to about four and a half or so by the middle of next year. That's still you know well below where it was pre-COVID. So it's nothing to be too concerned about. But that's going to, at the margin, take a little bit of the pressure off wages. Um, that said, we do still expect wages growth to remain well north of 3% over the next 12 to 18 months. As uh, you know, businesses just have to pay up to get the labour they need. That's still you know one of the biggest challenges they face at the moment. And what about the the great resignation? Because as these rates kick in and people have got to find more money, people are resigning, aren't they? They're looking for those better paying jobs. How much of a hassle is that kind of putting on the economy? 
Look, it's definitely a challenge for businesses. We, we haven't seen the, the same extent of the great resignation here as they have in the US, but we've definitely seen a pickup in what we call labour market churn. So you've seen um, you know, a much higher rate of job changing than we've seen uh, really since the GFC in Australia. That's a big challenge for businesses. You know, how do you retain and attract staff in a very tight labour market is um, is tough. Part of the solution to that is going to be a slightly looser labour market if, if, if the opportunities out there are, are not quite so numerous and attractive. You know, people may, may think twice. Generally, we see um, labour market turnover moderate as the economy slows. In a, in a weaker economy, people may not be so confident about starting a new job and potentially going back onto a you know, probation period or having that uncertainty. Um, but right now, that uh, that shortage of labour is, is the, you know one of the top issues for businesses. We see in the business surveys that wages pressure and labour shortages are the two biggest concerns at the moment. And that doesn't seem like it's going to change in the next uh, the next couple of months. All right. Well, plenty of talking points there. Once again, thank you, Carlos, for coming back onto the Real Estate Breakfast this morning. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me again. And just to finish up, how did you go with the Melbourne Cup yesterday? I thought mine was going to win it at one stage, really bolted off, and Knight's order was looking like a winner, but only momentarily. Gold trip, what a run in the end. Uh, Western Australia connection with the jockey Mark Zara. And it was interesting to see that that horse, Gold Trip, yesterday, only won one race prior to that and you've got to go back to 2020 when it won its first race and that hasn't happened for 99 years for the Melbourne Cup so quite interesting and I looked at that trifecta yesterday as well the trifecta paying $16,494 always a lot of fun the Melbourne Cup and it did not disappoint yesterday We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.